Welcome back to Season 2 of Aging Unmasked. We're going to work towards a bi-monthly release schedule for 2019, so thanks for sticking with us. On Aging Unmasked, we explore taboos in aging, and in this episode, we're covering aging and fitness. Many people have a vision of older adults as weak, frail, and unable to engage in physical exercise. In this episode, we're going to explore the nuances of a spectrum of physical activity while aging, from an older fitness guru, to a fitness trainer in a life plan community, to an older adult using technology as a means of rehabilitation. And I do want to say, no matter what your age, if you're considering any kind of fitness or exercise routine, please consult your doctor before starting any kind of new exercise plan. Now with that out of the way, our first guest today is Fred Bartlett, an older adult fitness advocate who transformed himself and hopes to help others to do so as well by spreading awareness of everything older adults can do to combat muscle loss that comes with aging, also known as sarcopenia. Well, I'm, my name is Fred Bartlett. Uh, I've had sort of three careers. I was First, I was a soldier, a troop commander, a U.S. Army Ranger, and then for about 60 years, I was a trial lawyer. I had been fortunate enough to be picked by two presidents to represent them in their most important courtroom matters, uh, President Bush and President Obama. And in the last seven or eight years, I've gotten it. My, my third act three, I guess, is starting to wonder why people get weak when they get old and what causes it, and is there a cure, and that's what I'm spending a lot of time on now. I'm 50 years old, and uh, I meet a woman who's in her 30s, and I'm totally blown away. Uh, I think uh, I think she's the most amazing woman I've ever met. I'm married to her now. I've been married for 32 years, but I want to show off like men sometimes do. So I say, let's go to a gym and work out. And we, we work out, we walk out of the gym, and I can hear her words ringing right now. We walk out, she says, that was ridiculous. You're wasting your time. You'll never live to be 70 if you work out like that. I say, what should I do? She says, I'll find you a real gym, a strip mall, where the, all the guys have necks bigger than your waist, and you can get a real trainer and learn real workouts. And she finds this gym in Denver. It's the Rocky Mountain Gym. It was a strip mall. And I get interested. The years pass. We get married. And I, we were married when I was a little over 50. When I got near 60, you know, I noticed that my buddies, my friends of all these years who I skied with and played golf with and traveled with, they're all kind of dropping by the wayside. Well, and my knees hurt, my back hurts, and so and so. So we are, as a trial lawyer, I've always been interested in research, so I started doing research on Medline, which is a gigantic database of medical information. And after about five years of research, I, found, I find this word sarcopenia. It means lack of flesh, and it's the first time anybody, maybe 1995 or so, you began seeing that, that medical science was beginning to look at the frailty with aging. You know, we all had an aunt that got to be 88 and fell down and could never walk again. And most people, you know, my generation, at least their parents and their 
their siblings and you know got old and got weak and got frail and fell down and and a lot of big part of their lives were ruined so uh i I started reading about sarcopenia and i saw that it's in the getting frail uh and weak and falling down when you get old is not inevitable like most people have thought in their whole lives but it's a it's an actual disease recognized by the World Health Organization, and there's causes and there's cures, and that's 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 how I got into getting just getting curious about why all my buddies were getting frail and couldn't do anything, and I was doing just fine because my wife years ago, when we first met, got me started pumping iron. Well, I think there's a good argument that sarcopenia, frailty with aging is the largest problem facing us in the United States of America. It's the largest problem because everybody has sarcopenia. It's a disease that everybody has. It makes you, it ruins a big chunk of the last 30 years of your life. There are cures, and almost nobody in medical science knows that there are cures. It's amazing. The the top medical, uh, a top doctor in the entire world, wrote an article about two years ago. This is Zeke Emanuel. That's Rahm Emanuel's brother in Atlantic. And he said that the, the getting frail when you get old ruins your life so much that it, it most people would be better off dying at 75. That life after 75 isn't worth living because you can't do anything. The day that I read his article, I, I thought to myself, I'm 84 and I'm skiing with my 14-year-old granddaughter today, and it's going to be one of the best ski days in my life. But the fact is that, that not just people that don't get the top scientists believe it's inevitable, believe, it, in fact, Zeke Emanuel in his article said pneumonia is a great gift to old people. Because when you get pneumonia at 75, you die quickly without any pain. You know, imagine, I'm 86 and I'm, I'm having the best time I've ever had in my entire life. And the experts are saying that uh, you ought to be dead. What it all boils down to in a nutshell is its strength. That, it's, that sarcopenia is a lack of strength. There's a whole long, I could talk for a day on what, causes it. It's an evolutionary problem, but we don't need to talk about that. Just accept that getting old and frail and falling down, getting pneumonia and getting these chronic diseases is caused by inactivity. In America, there's never been a less active place in the world than the United States of America today. People are inactive. Their bodies were designed to be strong. They don't do anything. They get weak. Their bodies break down. Today, a, a, a person 60 has a mode, a life expectancy of 30 years, which takes you to 90. But while medical science has given us these 20 or 30 extra years of life over when my granddad was born, only eight years of the 30 years that you get the extra years are healthy years. So about almost half of the adult life of most people is spent in the living hell 
of the downward spiral of aging. You remember your grandparents? You remember your aunts and uncles? They all were frail. They sat in the chair. Their lips trembled. You don't have to do that. You can be the same person at 85 you were at 22. I know you doubt that. I know you think I'm BSing you, but it's true. Well, number one, I can do everything I love doing in my entire life better than I could when I was a 22-year-old Army Ranger. I'm stronger. I'm a faster skier. I'm a better skier. I'm shooting my age in golf. I'm practicing law and trying cases. I mean, I get up every day and I say, how lucky am I? I don't have any hint of frailty with aging. Zero, none. Life is wonderful. Now, I know, I know it's not going to go on forever. The, the beating sarcopenia doesn't necessarily mean you're going to live a real long time. But it means the years you get, the years that we have are going to be wonderful years instead of terrible years in, in a downward spiral of unhappiness. It's a myth that if you work out with weights, you'll, quote, strain yourself. Just the opposite. The, if you're strong, you're not going to get hurt. I ski hard. I ski in Vail, about 12,000 feet. People ski into me. I get up and ski, and they go to the hospital. In other words, you, I talked a lot of my friends who are my age. They're, they're leery about working out with weights. Gee, I don't know. I don't want to strain myself. My doctor says to take it easy. That's totally bad advice. It, everything works better, and you're way less likely to injure yourself when you're strong. After I did all this research, maybe 10 years ago, I'd sit around telling my wife that the one who was my mentor really getting me into this, she was in, the, in, the, in Europe in the early 60s, and she ran into a couple over there who were bodybuilders, so she got started at 25 doing this. But anyway, I'd say to her, hey, Jana, guess what I found today? Guess, and she'd say, you ought to write a book. And I'd say, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, she kept saying enough times, you should write a book, that I wrote a book. And what my book does, the things I've told you today, the seriousness of the frailty with aging, what causes it, what's the cure, problems with motivation are all addressed in there, but it's not just... I mean, you know me, I'm an old guy who was a soldier telling you what I think. My book is all peer-reviewed medical science. It's not, this, this is what I think. It's what medical science is beginning to think. It'll probably surprise you to know that only two years ago did medical science recognize for the first time that sarcopenia was a disease that everybody has and not just something that happens when you get old. So their medical science beginning to get a handle on this. When I give I give a lot of talks to medical groups, and I'll say, how many people here? These are surgeons, doctors. How many people here think that frailty with aging is inevitable? Every hand goes up. I say you're wrong. I said, how many here have ever heard of a disease called sarcopenia? Never heard of it. Not taught in medical schools. And that's why, I, in my way, my book is so timely and so exciting because you're going to learn things in there that most people who read the book, their doctor doesn't know. If their doctor knew anything about it, the doctor would be prescribing exercise. And, and maybe it's close to malpractice, 
not describing it. Now, it's not just me. It's the UK Medical Colleges. It's Harvard Medical School. It's Carnegie Mellon. It's Mayo Clinic. A lot of the leaders in medicine are now calling exercise the uh, a miracle cure for frailty with aging. Now, you know, Harvard and the UK medical people, they don't overstate anything. They're careful. When they write, and it's always cited in my book, when they advise us that intense physical exercise is a miracle cure for frailty with aging, they're not kidding. But I'll bet if you ask your doctor, just try it sometime when you're around and say, you ever heard of sarcopenia and see what he says. To learn more about Fred, please visit his website, strongpat.com. We also have a link to a Mayo Clinic article all about sarcopenia in our show notes. Our next guests are from Leading Edge member Orchard Cove. Orchard Cove is the creator of the unique Vitalize 360 program, an approach to wellness for older adults that includes exercise as part of someone's larger life goals. I was lucky enough to speak with two of their staff members, as well as a resident going through the Vitalize 360 program herself. First up, we have Susan Flashner Feynman, a Vitalize 360 master coach. Uh, my name is Susan Flasher Feynman. I've worked here at Orchard Cove for 15 years, and uh, currently I am the Vitalize 360 Master Coach, both here at Orchard Cove as well as playing a role with uh, the National Vitalize 360 program that is offered at um, a number of retirement communities throughout the country. So Vitalize 360 is a coaching um, program or a coaching opportunity for any resident that lives um, here. I'm going to use Orchard Cove as the example. Um, that lives here at Orchard Cove. And in this um, opportunity, a resident will meet with a coach and um, have what we call a meaningful conversation. And in that, um, in that uh, conversation with a trained coach, the resident and the coach talk about what's really important to the resident, what really is going to um, give the, their life purpose in looking towards the future, and what is going to, what really matters most to that resident. And that's not an easy um, uh, uh, focus to have in a conversation, but with the training that the coaches get and with this opportunity to carve out time for a resident to really think about what's important to me, what really matters to me, what are my passions, what are my challenges, how can I reach a life that is meaningful and that really feels like I'm living um, my best life is the focus that coaches um, have with each of the residents that they meet with. And together they put a plan um, that we call a vitalized plan um, um, together, and this is their like their agenda or their uh, or their guide guide for the upcoming year. And the coach gets to really check in with the resident, see how they're doing, and see if they feel um, like what they what really matters to them is reflected in what they're doing each and every day. And that's really the main um, um, the main idea behind Vitalize 360. I in my role. Um, do some training with the coaches here, and as I mentioned, we um, Vitalize 360 is offered in a number of other um, communities throughout the country, and I and I do help with the training 
uh, for those coaches and staff that support residents and many other um, retirement uh, life communities around the country. I'm thinking of a few different uh, positive results. I'm thinking about um, a resident who had been a um, an educator, for example, in um, in Jewish education for her career. And when she moved to Orchard Coast, she really wasn't quite sure how she wanted to incorporate that um, into her life here, although she knew that that was going to be something that she did want to do. And in time, um, she has developed a number of highly uh, interesting and engaged programs and opportunities for residents to do uh, both uh, Jewish learning about holidays, uh, about uh, particular areas in terms of uh, spirituality, and um, has offered it up to independent living residents, residents who live in enhanced living, as well as skilled nursing. And she has been doing that um, quite, um, you know, not really full-time, but in her own schedule, it requires a lot of commitment but she also gets a lot back from what she's offering to the residents. And um, I would say actually loves it. So when we first met, we couldn't have necessarily have predicted that she would do that, but it became part of her vitalized plan. And in time, um, it, be, it, it actually came into fruition. Okay, I'm gonna give one more example of how um, residents talking about um, into our Vitalize 360 meetings and learning about what's important to them. We had two, um, two residents that moved in, one that um, around the same time and one that had been um, involved in an audio book club in another location where uh, she was living and really um, wanted us to have an audio book club here. We had, had already had a number of book clubs um, in existence and we weren't sure if it, it, how much it made sense to add a, a fourth one but she was sure that an audiobook club um, would be valuable, both to people that have low vision and to others that might like to read through an audio um, fashion rather than read an actual book. We have this, at the same time a resident that had um, retired as a librarian moving in. And she also was looking for an opportunity to use her skill set. Um, that was one of the things that she thought of doing in, in the time that um, first year of, of living here and so in time we were able to um, we asked that resident who worked as a, re, a librarian in her career she was interested in facilitating um, an audio book club we got a number of other residents through the um, the uh, real engagement and um, and interest of um, this particular resident really reaching out to other residents that had both low vision and like to read books in an audio fashion uh, to attend this audio book club facilitated by this uh, librarian um, who had retired but still wanted to use those skills. So again, there was this passion, interest, uh, goals that each resident had that combined actually started a whole new program and project that we had not offered here um, in the past. When people think of wellness, they often think of the, their physical wellness could be their own um, uh, physical health or their um, or their fitness level. It, yeah, wellness is really uh, more than that, and there are other uh, factors that are in, that are taken into consideration when we consider our own wellness. There's 
intellectual wellness, there's spiritual, there's social, uh, there's emotional. So in, in, in the work that we do with the residents, we really want to focus on all aspects of wellness rather than just physical, which is what, as I mentioned, people often think of as wellness. And each of them are as important as, as the other. And in actuality, research has shown that uh, social wellness is really what, um, more than any other aspect of wellness, can impact one's health as one ages. The more socially engaged you are, the more likely it is that you will live a healthy, fulfilled, and purposeful life. I encourage each and every person at any time in, in your life, but, and, and also at the time of aging, when perhaps your career has ended, your children might be grown, you may have downsized to um, a, a smaller living space, yet you have a full life ahead of you. And give yourself an opportunity to take the time to look at what's important to you, what, what is going to create a purposeful life for you that really focus on what matters most to you. Give yourself that time to think about that and even to write it down and put a plan together for yourself. And, and it's really shown that if you, if you think about these things, if you write it down, give yourself a, um, an actual plan to follow for, um, for the upcoming year, there's a much better chance that you will actually uh, fulfill those things that, that you want to to give yourself a full, engaged um, life ahead in, in, um, in each and every aspect of wellness. And next we have Chris Young, an athletic trainer for the Vitalize 360 program. My name is Chris Young. I am the fitness manager here at Orchard Cove. We are a continuing care retirement community. Um, we are one of several housing sites um, under Hebrew Senior Life. And so my role as fitness manager is to create and implement fitness programs and really try to expand our service line to all the residents throughout the continuum of care. It can be a challenge at times. I think for us, what we try to do is really just through our Vitalize 360 program, which is a coaching program where we can speak to residents one-to-one, -one, have sort of like a meaningful conversation and really get to the heart of what's most important, what matters most to each and every resident. You know, we use that to tailor our programming um, in the fitness department. So we do that through a variety of group exercise classes. You know, we try to provide an array of programming that really suits everyone's needs. Someone who is maybe a little bit on the younger side and more active and more fit. And, you know, even to someone who is a little bit older and maybe more frail. So we just really try to provide um, a variety of group exercise classes um, to meet those needs. We also try to meet with residents one-to-one. -one. And so what we'll do is we'll devise or create rather an individualized um, exercise program for that resident. And again, in that process, it's about meeting the resident where they are and working together to create that program. So in other words, not necessarily a cookie-cutter type program everybody is doing their own individualized workout. And we really want to try to incorporate all the different components of fitness. We try to take a balanced approach um, so that they're doing as much variety again as they can. And we find that they, you know, they get the best result that way. I do think there is still a myth 
that older adults are too frail to strength train in particular. Um, and really, you know, and the data is out there to support this, but that's just not true. As a matter of fact, even older adults, you know, with existing disease conditions or orthopedic concerns are capable of engaging in resistance training. Um, I think just what's most important is that the exercise prescription that we provide incorporates appropriate exercise selection, um, appropriate intensity, and progressions. In talking to residents, so again, in, in touching base with each and every resident individually, what I hear often is people's confidence gets better. As they start to work their way through a strength training program, they start to feel better first. You know, if they're brand new to exercise, usually the first thing they tell me is they, they're feeling better. They have a little bit more energy. And that sort of translates into more confidence. Um, one resident in particular recently, um, this is just a week or two ago, she was telling me that she likes to walk outside. And we have, we have the benefit of being in a location where we have really beautiful walking trails around us and um, off kind of into the woods and, and, and that type of thing. And she told me that she felt like her balance was better, that she felt more stable, and that gave her the confidence to get out there or get back out there and do some of that outdoor walking. So things like that, when it translates to every day, you know, to real life, I mean, that's huge for us. That's really our goal, you know, again, to get, you know, to help people get to what matters most to them. What do they want to do? How do they want to live day to day? And how can exercise support that? And finally, I was thrilled to have Elaine Seidelberg, a resident at Orchard Cove and an enthusiastic participant in the Vitalize 360 program. My name's Elaine Seidelberg. I've been a resident at Orchard Cove for about five and a half years now. And um, I'm addicted to exercise. Well, actually, I was addicted before I came to Orchard Cove. Um, <clears throat> But the Vitalize 360 program just get, kept me on the straight and narrow and helped me define my goals and talk about how to reach them. So it's been a very, very positive experience for me. Well, my goal in life at the age of 85 and soon to be 86 in another month um, I want to live my life to the fullest that I'm able to do it. And I am very proud that I walk upright. I don't need any walking assistance. Um, I'm very active in the gym and I'm maintaining my strength. And as a result of that, my emotional well-being is also taken care of. And I'm in a happy place. And I think the biggest thing is to show by example. And um, I, I am seeing lately more and more people taking advantage of the wellness center and, and participating in group exercises uh, that are less daunting than trying to um, do a workout routine on one's own. So the classes seem to be very popular lately. And just proof by example is my, my, best, my best thing because each of us comes in here Maybe knowing one or two people already here, if we're lucky, and some not. And um, it's very easy to make friends here because there are so many opportunities to meet and uh, talk to people and find out where they came from and uh, 
what brought them to Orchard Cove. There are so many um, committees here that one can join that can be, you can be active and interact with management and help make decisions. Um, I think it's a vital uh, part of aging. I know that it gives me a sense of accomplishment every single morning. Um, the first thing I do after breakfast is come down to the gym, walk on the treadmill, and, and take an exercise class. And I feel like I've accomplished something by 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, my body feels better, and as a result, my mind is clearer. So, um, and as I look around at my fellow residents, there are many people here in their late 90s who are more active than some 65-year-olds that I know. There's no, one should not be afraid of aging. If one takes care of one's body, um, everything else seems to go along with it. And it's, it's wonderful. Just wonderful. I have no responsibility to anyone other than myself, and I can really enjoy life. You can learn more about Orchard Cove and Vitalize 360 at hebrewseniorlife.org slash orchard hyphen cove. The link is in our show notes. Our final segment today is from a field report I did with my colleague Lisa Sanders at Leading Edge member Noel Wood here in Washington, D.C. Noel Wood has a pretty unique piece of equipment for physical therapy and rehab, the exobionic suit. And I'm going to have Lisa join me now to set this story up. Lisa, how you doing? I'm great, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So we were there at Knollwood and we saw this resident, uh, Miss Williamson. And so she has been using the suit as a form of physical therapy to recover from a minor stroke. Um, and she was with her very enthusiastic rehab director, Adriana Winter. So let's hear that. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. All right. Adriana took us through the process for getting strapped into the exosuit, but she has a more personable name for it. Yes, by the time I'm finished, she's completely hugged by Jack. Jack? Jack is the name. Jack is what you call the suit, right? Jack is what we call the suit. Meet Jack. This is Jack. He's not a man, but rather a bionic suit that can help residents regain their sense of balance. Jack, the suit, is named for a former Knollwood resident who loved fitness. And before Jack can begin to move, he first has to help Miss Williamson stay balanced. So what Jack is really doing here is retraining Miss Williamson's brain to recognize when she's correctly balanced between left and right. And the way that this works is Adriana holds on to a small display unit that shows Miss Williamson where she is in relation to where she thinks she is. Get yourself to the center. There you go. That's it. So let's hold yourself in that position. Hold myself up. Yeah, like just standing. there. Yeah, standing there. But I feel like I'm, well, anyway. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, you're moving again. Center. That's your center. Let's try to stay there. Deep breath. After calibrating the suit, Miss Williamson started walking across the room. Each little chirp that you hear happened every time that she took a jack-assisted step. You'll hear Adriana advising about balance, too. Lean over. This way. Good job. That's it. Lean over this way. Lean, lean, lean. 
Despite the robot doing the work, it's not without its challenges, but Adriana is a consistently enthusiastic supporter. And many, many times we see that the, the person is leaning this way and they're saying, I'm going to the right, I'm going to the right. And you're not, you're totally in the left. So what, what makes people's brains do that? Bad habits, bad habits. Also for, for uh, Mrs. Williamson, the deviations that she has on her back, the kyphosis, changes the way she stands. I see. After a full lap up and back the length of the room, the session is over. Wow. Yes. All right. Wow. I did pretty good going down. Yes, you did. Yeah. You did pretty good going back and forth, I thought. <laughs> yes. This is this is hard work. It is. Following this session, Miss Williamson will be back at least five more times for this, uh, for it to really stick for her, which is what Adriana shared with us. So Lisa, what do you think about what we witnessed there? I thought it was so cool to see the result of the collaboration between this piece of technology, Jack, and, uh, and Miss Williamson. Um, and ultimately, the, the change that the rehab session had on Miss Williamson. Yeah, absolutely. And that there can be kind of all types of fitness. I mean, this was definitely a workout for her. Absolutely. You know, no question. Yeah. Oh, well, Lisa, thanks for coming on Aging Unmasked. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. To learn more about Knollwood, visit knollwoodcommunity.org. The link is in our show notes. Thank you again to all of our guests for joining us in this episode. Again, please consult your doctor before beginning an exercise routine at any age, as this show does not constitute any medical advice from leading age or our interview subjects. Thanks again to my colleague Lisa Sanders for help on the Knollwood story. Our music is by Shining Seconds, aka Matt Chaconis, and you can hear his music on iTunes or Spotify, and the link is in our show notes. That's all the time we have for Aging Unmasked. We'll see you next time.